podcast and today we are going to be doing a review a little bit different. There are going to be no spoilers or at least we're going to try and keep it as spoiler free as we can because we got to see this movie early and we want you to see it too. Mission Impossible Fallout is what we're talking about today and as always I'm your host Kate and I'm here with Matt. Hello. And Adrian does not want to see this movie so for right now it's just the two of us. Your mission Should you choose to accept it? I wonder, did you ever choose not to? The end you always feared is coming. And the blood will be on your hands. The fallout of all your good intentions. You had a terrible choice to make in Berlin. One life over millions. And now the world is at risk. This is the CIA's mission. If he had held on to the plutonium, we wouldn't be having this conversation. His team would be dead. Yes, they would. That's the job. So to start things off, like we do most of our reviews, um, initial thoughts on the movie. Um, I guess like leading up to it, like were you excited for it? And then how did you feel leaving it? So one, I saw the trailer, what, about four months ago? Was it during, I don't know if it was Black Panther we saw it, or mm-hmm. one of the movies after Black Panther? It was after Black Panther. I, thought, I, I, I guess one was after Black Panther, but I don't remember exactly what movie it I was. I think it was Infinity War. Was it Infinity War? It I, guess one, Infinity I thought it was War. before Infinity War. Mm-mm. No, it was not. Are you sure about I'm that? I'm pretty sure. Do you want me to check the trailer date on YouTube? Yes. Five months ago. Might have been during Black Panther. See, I told you. I don't know. That just seems like a long time for the trailer to be out for a movie. No. Okay, anyway. Continue on talking about the trailer. So one, yeah, we saw the trailer, and I was instantly hyped, and I was like, I don't even want to go see the movie that we're about to watch. Can we just fast forward to this movie? I really feel like that was Infinity War, because they also showed the Ant-Man trailer, and you were like, I don't care about Ant-Man right now. I just want this. Well, well, which I would get to later is we saw it multiple times. Oh, okay. And that's been one of the things that I've seen a lot of people like online complain about. Like, I've been kind of like glad this movie finally came out because it was played in almost every movie we saw since the very first time we went. Ooh, and we've seen a lot of movies this well, year. Well, that's why I said, like, you may not realize, but no, I'm pretty sure it was Black Panther was the first time we saw it. And then after that, we saw it in every single movie we went to. Yeah. I will say this um, I'll probably play this music underneath my talking because it's like really, really good. Um, when I saw the trailer, I was hyped because of the lead-in they did with like an actual song and mixing it with the Mission Impossible theme song was so damn good. And like the timing um, of the music to Henry Cavill's punches in the trailer, I was like, oh my god. And then of course Henry Cavill, like, I, I don't like Justice League or Man of Steel, but like, we know why he. Didn't I shave like Henry his... Cavill. <laughs> By the end of this movie, we knew why he didn't shave that mustache back. Yeah, I mean. I'm just, I'm looking, I, I paused the trailer and I'm just looking at him right now. I'm like, this, this dude's a giant, a massive man. Yes. Okay. I'm going to try not to like just talk about Henry Cavill this entire time, <laughs> but like he looked so good on screen. Biggest butt around. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So that was my initial thoughts. Um, or that was what I thought leading up to the movie. And then when I walked out, I was like, well, Okay. So just to like set the scene, um, we went to an Alamo Draft House screening, and because it was an advanced screening, what they did was at the end they played a behind-the-scenes look, so you could look at um, specifically about how, how all the stunts got done, and we'll talk about that later. Um, so not only was I hyped when the movie ended, I was hyped when I walked out learning that Tom Cruise did all his own stunts, and it like it made the movie itself better because I was like, oh wow, that was all real. Um, so I was super excited and I really liked it and I came home and wrote a review, a review about it like right away. So one, I knew all this beforehand. Two, if you'd like, if you're still worried, cause we pro- we'll probably talk about these stunts. All these stunts have been on YouTube for a few weeks, especially the main ones that we'll talk about that were in the trailer. So even the video we saw have already been up for a few weeks. Yeah, I think it, I think the video we saw at the end had come out on the 16th of July. And in all honesty, like these scenes hearing about them doesn't do them justice so even when we talk about the stunts like your butt needs to be in a theater chair and see that on the big screen and know that they did that without any green screen or cgi so 
Yes. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, no, when I walked out, I was like, this movie was awesome, and I'm, it definitely didn't let me down, because we've been hyped for a lot of movies, and I was excited for this. And not that our movies that we've seen this year have been bad, but this one, I was like, this one probably still fulfilled my expectation to more. I was like, I could definitely go walk in and watch this movie again. Yeah. Which I think besides maybe Deadpool, that was pretty much the only one that I really... I mean, Infinity War was great and all, but it just... I don't know. I still think you would have felt that way about Black Panther had you not had only two hours of sleep and were really tired in that movie. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, we'll talk about like my final thoughts like after, yeah. because I definitely rank, like rate this movie highly. Um, so yeah, let's go into, I guess... Do you want to talk where it's raining right now? Oh, yeah. Let's go ahead and give what the ratings are now. Um, so, Mission Impossible Fallout is currently rated at 98% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, which is an average rating of an 8.4 out of 10, with 166 reviews in. And, like, if you've been tracking, like, I know a lot of people track ratings now for movies they want to go see. This thing, when it first came on there, came in with a 93%. It went up to 97. It was 97 yesterday. And now it's a 98%. Yeah, it's only getting higher. Yeah, it's not going down. And there are only four rotten reviews out of everything. And then, of course, on IMDb, which is usually pretty brutal with its rating system. Or, like, pretty fair. It's like weird. It, it usually I haven't figured them. it out. It's weird. Anyway, it's at an 8.8 .8 on um, IMDb and has an 86% Metacritic score. The Metacritic score, to me, is actually more telling than the IMDb one. Yeah. Because Metacritic, to me, is the one that's usually always brutal. IMDb one, to me, is hard. Oh. Well, Metascore is also only based on 49% of re 49 reviews. Right, yeah. Yeah. And well, it looks like it's only because one person gave it a 50. Yeah, well... Whatever. Anyways, IMDb I think is weird because they have, I think Infinity Wars actually rated really high compared to its Rotten Tomato scores. Mm -hmm. There's a few movies that are like completely inverse that's awkward, and then some of them actually are about the same, so it's hard to tell. But I do know getting a high score on IMDb is less likely than getting a high score on Rotten Tomatoes, basically, yeah. especially the way they rate them. It's just saying whether it's a good film or not. Yeah. Well, and I will also say this, too. Like, this is without audience audience interaction in it, just because at this moment, like, it's 6.55 Central Time right now, and this is about when the first showings of the movie yeah. is happening across the U.S. Um, nationwide. So. Well, that's why I was surprised, because obviously it's going to change over the weekend. We'll see. But the fact that there's so many reviews already in and it still has a high score will go down some, probably. But the fact that we've got 166 already, that's a lot more than like a lot of movies even get. Yeah. Also, like these rotten reviews are three out of fives, which I think is I thought that was pretty interesting, too. So out of the four rotten reviews, three of them are three out of five? Three, yeah, and one of them is... Doesn't that mean that's actually, like, certified if it's three out of five? I, I don't know. This is weird. See, this, that's why we people don't care. For, but I just Anyway, like so I just, I'm, I'm going to read one of them. Um, this is from Keith Ulich from Slant Magazine. It misses no opportunity to prop up Cruz's indomitable earthy ego while his character runs, jumps, falls, fistfights, skydives, and clamors up a rope and cliff in service of what exactly? Being a good action movie, Keith. We hate Tom Cruise. Get that. Being a good action. That's movie. not the best one. This one's better. Which one? The film holds up as well as an action piece, but the intrigue dissolves when we step outside the theater and read about the clandestine way twelve Russian military intelligence officers were caught in the act of interfering in the 2016 elections. What? That is literally a certified fucking review on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't understand that. I'm sorry that they didn't deal with real world things in this summer blockbuster action movie, Ruben. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That anyway. But also these, this is also why if you've ever listened to any reviews, we like to go to the rotten one because sometimes they're funny, whether we like them or not. This is true. I mean, and if you listen to my other podcasts, did you have to? We start off every um every episode with a bad rotten review. Rotten Tomatoes. Well, because some of them, like, I understand some people don't like the movie and some of them try to be fair, but then you read, like, reviews where basically 12 Russian military intelligence officers were caught in the act of interference in the 2016 election, and that's why this movie sucks. Oh, no, I walked out of my theater and realized that our world is crap. <laughs> that's essentially what that review is. Pretty much. <laughs> anyway, so let's move away from Rotten Tomatoes and that type of stuff, and I do want to make sure... Um, that I know a lot of people 
for some reason haven't known about or haven't seen any of the Mission Impossible movies. And so there are people because like I haven't seen negative about this movie, any anything negative about this movie on Twitter, like at all. Even like some people who like usually have are like usually always post like re- not necessarily negative, but really, really critical, critical reviews. They they've been positive. And so, like, I think a lot of people are now asking, you know, do we need to see anything before we see this movie? And Matt, since you love this franchise, how about you tell them? Um, one, you definitely probably need to see, well, maybe not 100%, but it would definitely really help if you see Rogue Nation, which is the one that came out, like, four years ago. And also wouldn't hurt to see probably the third one. Do you just really like the third one? I do, but that whole, basically the whole last section of the movie, probably. Oh, okay. Which you can probably edit out, but yeah. Yeah. But no, probably the third one and probably Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation more than the third one. And then you should probably just see Ghost Protocol because it's actually really good. You just like Jeremy Renner. Well, they've done... Jeremy Renner had a time and it passed. Former Bay isn't getting the love he, he waited. He waited at the altar for all this stuff and nobody ever showed up. You showed up, though. Well, I don't do a lot of help. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so... I guess let's just get into talking about the movie. Everything we're going to talk about is going to be pretty high level with the exception of the stunts. Um, But character-wise... Oh, I should probably give you the synopsis, right? Like, that's pretty important. That'd be helpful. Um, So this movie is about... And this is just the regular, like... This is the Rotten Tomatoes movie info, so it's not spoilery. Um, The best intentions often come back to haunt you. Mission Impossible Fallout finds Ethan Hunt and his IMF team Impossible Missions Force team, yes, along <laughs> along with some familiar allies, in a race against time after a mission gone wrong. Henry Cavill, Angela Bassett, and Vanessa Kirby also joined the dynamic cast with filmmaker Christopher McQuarrie returning to the helm. And for those of you not interested, yeah, do not know who actually plays in here. Basically, obviously, you have Tom Cruise, uh, Simon Pegg returned, Vin, Vin Rains returned, Rains, Ben Ding. Bing Rain returns, Rebecca Ferguson returns, and then they obviously, and Sean Harris returns. And Alec Baldwin. And Alec Baldwin returns. So for character names, Benji, Luther, I don't know Alec Ethan Hunt. Uh, Alec Baldwin, I don't know. They always just call him Sir. They do just always call him <laughs> Sir. Um, anyway. Uh, I couldn't even tell you what his name is. Il- no. Ilsa Faust Solomon Lane um, also return. Um, yes. And it... I would personally say I was kind of like, I don't know where any of this movie is going, but I enjoyed this ride. And I, I, I personally feel that like the strongest piece of this movie, which this isn't the case for action movies, is that it is a great movie because of the characters and the script, which with most action movies you get now, it's like really just ridiculous action. And it's great because you go in to see things explode, but you don't have like amazing acting involved and like i can say here that i walked out of that movie wanting henry cavill who plays agent walker to be in so many more movies because of the way he delivered those lines and slightly more angry about justice league because of how crappy they did him which by the way if you've seen justice league and you wondered what the whole mustache thing he was filming this movie at the time and if you go watch this movie, you understand why he said, yeah, I don't care about your other movie. I'm not ruining this movie. He backed the right horse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> By a long shot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the characters overall for me are some is some of the strongest pieces. Like, it does have a little bit of a convoluted, like, plot with them. Just a tiny bit if you're not, like, really ingrained in, like, the lore. But I think the characters themselves, like... I felt like I understood all of the characters and the acting was so well done that I knew where they were. Um, so one, I do know like why like at least the last few of these and even I guess four of them would be three protocol Rogue Nation and obviously this one is it does go back to one as much as they are action. It's not just dumb action really in this. There is a lot to actually go involved in this story and script. And it's not just, like, stupid stuff. And they're actually, as much as there's explosions, there's really not that And there were only, like, three explosions. There's not that much. This is not uh, Michael Bay, everything just blowing up. However, Henry Cavill does throw somebody through a wall. And it is so good. However, you may think that this is stupid action because, oh, my God, he threw somebody through a brick wall. That wasn't a brick ha- wall. Oh, okay. Well, you, he threw it somebody through. It was plaster. Through- 
Okay, he threw somebody <laughs> through a wall. That can't be real. Look at Henry Cavill. Look at that man long and hard and realize that he looks like he can physically throw you through any sort of wall. And I guess the other thing, which I guess we'll wait till we get to the stunts before I bring that up. So we'll see where we go from there. Yeah. Okay. So I guess just like, uh, who is your favorite character? My favorite character? My favorite character is always Benji. Benji will always <laughs> be my favorite character. He's adorable. I love Benji since the third one when they introduced him. And he's only grown. In this movie, they even talk about how much he's grown. In every movie, they talk about how he's grown. And he's like their little child that they've been basically teaching him in all these movies. And to counter that, I love how Luke just, like, he's the old dude who's, like, seen it all and is just like, yeah, this is, y'all need to calm down. <laughs> y'all need to calm down. I'm going to stay here and do this. Like. <laughs> so where somebody would get Ving Vin Rhames a suit that fits him. I wish people would get all of the men in this movie a suit that fits them. Because Tom Cruise was the only person with clothes that fit him in this movie. Tom Cruise wanted to show off his body. And Tom Cruise (laughs) always wants to show off his body. But I'm not going to lie. If you were that old, you would probably also want to show off your body. He's what, 55? He's either 55 or 65. He's not 65. I can't remember. No, Tom Cruise is not 65. You'll be surprised. He's also only 5'7". Oh, he's 56. He's 56. Tom Cruise is 56. Oh, he just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Tom Cruise. Hey, his birthday's our anniversary. Aww. <laughs> it makes our anniversary even better. Oh, gosh, no. I I actually, if you've listened to our Mission Impossible episode, I hate Tom Cruise as a person because I think he's a dick. But after this movie, I'm like, I cannot, like, I can't throw any disrespect towards him in his a- in his action world because he was so good. It, it, he was really damn good. Um, also, I like how he's only 5'7". Henry Cavill is 6'1". And those are some major lifts that Tom Cruise was rocking. I still find it funny that everybody gives him crap, Tom Cruise, for being so short when Robert Downey Jr. I think is like maybe an inch taller. Oh no, I I give Robert Downey Jr. crap for being short. In fact, I want to know how um, Tom Cruise shoots to look taller because I know in the MCU, Robert Downey Jr. character actually has to walk around a path that's a raised stage within a stage so that way he can actually look taller and he can never be lined up out of suit with the other men of the MCU because he's so tiny and Gwyneth Paltrow has to have her shoes off in almost all of the scenes <laughs> so I know how they do it for I know they have I know how yeah. they do it for Iron Man I don't think I, any, like, I don't think anybody's ever figured out how they yeah, do it for like I think I think it's just a well-guarded secret as to how Tom Cruise like looks taller like is he standing on a box in those scenes like I mean, you do you. It was a good movie, but... Don't know. He's almost as tall as Henry Cavill in the movie. Don't know. Well, there's a few shots you can tell that Henry Cavill's actually really taller than him. And I also think it's also different with Henry Cavill's character, because Henry Cavill's character is meant to be a mountain. Yes. (laughs) Like, every punch he throws, it looks like that person's getting concussed. Which I think they do actually a really great job in the movie of, like, not being over dramatic with what they're doing, but it definitely fits to where you can, I guess, immerse in what they're doing. Yeah, and I think a lot of that because, like, you're like, he threw him through a wall, and I'm like, yeah, it looks so like, oh wow, surreal, but it's like really just plaster, and yeah. there was a mirror. I also think too, like, a lot of that has to come down to how like the actors like work into the stunts in that like they actually, if they get hit by a car, they kind of stumble and don't run away full speed. They kind of hobble their way away. Or, like, they're a little out of it and knocked out for a while. Yes. Like, they actually do show the pain in the movie, which is, like, really good and something you don't get a lot from a lot of action franchises. Um, and I think, too, like, so far as characters that we got introduced introduced to, Henry Cavell, yes, but also Angela Bassett, I want her so much because I loved her interactions with everybody. And, like, she just walked everywhere like it did not matter who you were it is her space she is only allowing you to exist in it <laughs> and it was perfect so she's basically playing what alec baldwin was in like three movies ago yes and alec baldwin like looked like a little wilting flower in front of her because <laughs> she was just <laughs> it, it was so good she was so good and it makes me really sad that she wasn't casted as amanda waller in all honesty 
No, she did a great job for what they have her do. But basically, the role that she plays is about what you get out of that role. Yeah, exactly. So, and it, it was it was like right on the head, perfectly done. Um, I'm looking forward to another Mission Impossible because I know he's gonna make another one. I mean, he's already stated until he physically can't do it, like as himself can't do all these stunts and all this everything else. He's just gonna keep making them. Yeah, because I want to see some of these new characters come back and like specifically Angela Bassett. Like, I would love to see her kind of take on a lot of. Like, I guess a more prominent, like, figurehead, because she's, like, the head of the CIA, and, like, maybe interact with them more and stuff like that. Um, you might get a little bit more, but I don't think you'll get much more. Don't crush my dreams, Matt. Just saying, because of no. all, because, I mean, it, like I said, just from Alec Baldwin's standpoint, like, Alec Baldwin, as much as he was always in the movie, he basically was pretty I much... I don't care, it, Matt. He was there, I don't but... care, Matt. I don't <laughs> care about your logic right now. I want me some Angela Bassett. Yeah, I mean, I kind of don't know what else to say character-wise without giving stuff away other than that every single character interaction was very well done and the chemistry felt real. Like, everybody on this set, and I know a lot of them have, like, it's it's a benefit that a lot of the people in this movie have been working together for so long and also that the team is central to the focus of this movie. Oh, yes. And that's that's really, really, it, it, it's just really well done. Like, it isn't just Tom Cruise doing action hero stuff. It's Tom Cruise with people. Um, he does a lot of action hero stuff. Yes. But you definitely can tell he needs his team. And it's and I think that's why at least, like, the last few have done, gotten better because it's been more, like, it's moved more away from, like, this kind of solo type part to where it's definitely like a team and they show how much their team are. You clearly tell everybody's role. Yeah. So kind of like if you've listened to our Mission Impossible episode, how Matt said how Mission Impossible originally was in the first, in the in the TV shows. Yeah. yeah. That and they just have great actors that like really get to show off their stuff. I do want to see Bing Rings like knock somebody out though. That was back in 1996, <laughs> in about 2000, I think. You're not getting much more of that anymore. Um, yeah, but, I mean, like, ultimately, like like the synopsis says, a mission goes wrong, and a mission goes wrong because Ethan Hunt has to make a choice, um, and the choice he makes, like, it really highlights the character dynamics, um, and just the trajectory of the story is just really run, well done from that point. I think it's a really well done story, and I, like, enjoy it, because I don't think it's... Like I said, I don't think you can come in here and turn your brain... You can turn your brain off, but I don't think you can t- necessarily just turn your brain off or you're going to get lost yeah. in what's going on. And yeah. that's what I enjoy about, like, basically this and probably even the spy genre that we've that's kind of gone away, per se, and it's more been straight, just dumb action, yeah. is there's a lot of decision-making, there's a lot of split decision-making that you don't get in a lot of other movies. Yeah. Like, and this one, I think, highlights it really well, and it don't seem like they're so far over the top. I know we'll probably talk about a little bit over the in the stunt-wise, but it, I think at least 85-90% of the yeah. stuff is pretty damn well believable, if not more. Oh, yeah. My only problem that they had is they introduced a new character called the White Widow, and please stop naming your bad or, like, a, like I don't know, talented in the arts of killing female characters a widow. Well, like, just stop. Well, there you know are why? so many. They can't call him a primantis. A, a primantis. Why? That just not as sounds cool as a it widow. It doesn't. It doesn't sound as cool. But, but, primantises look a lot cooler. Than a black widow? Yes, they look a lot cooler. They got scissor hands. Chop, chop. They're green. They got little long ass necks chop, and likes and legs. Chop, chop. And they devour their mates and it's cool. So do black widows. I don't care. I think primantises look a little cooler than They got the black blacks. Widows. And then they had the nice little red hourglass on them. I know. I've read the comics, Matt. (laughs) Anyway, it just really bugs me. So we have Black Widow and Marvel, the Widow in in, uh, Into the Badlands. You have the White Widow. You have Widowmaker and Overwatch. Like, just, can we just name them something else? Give them different names. Find you another animal. Find you another animal. No, it doesn't have to be an animal. Just be creative. Everybody's name. A Valkyrie. A Valkyrie, a female warrior, a Valkyrie. That that's better. See, look, I did it in a second. Yeah, that doesn't look. She was definitely as much as she. Could. No, she wasn't. She was super tiny. Yeah. But she had ridiculous back muscles, which was really cool. Yeah. She yeah, it's cool. You go watch the movie. She actually does. If you're not as really. in good of shape as Tom Cruise at 56, you're not allowed to be in this movie. <laughs> Everybody in this movie is in ridiculous shape. Except maybe Ving Rhames, but he's also and Simon Pegg. But their their roles aren't to do a lot of the fighting. Right. Well, Bing Rhames basically at this point just having fun there. Oh yeah. 
Simon Pegg actually looks like... And Alec like Baldwin. He... Alec Baldwin's not in shape. Once again, Alec Baldwin... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're, like... Everybody who is in a fighting role look like they've trained their entire well, life. Well, Simon Pegg actually looks a lot different than when he before he what he does now than what he did like when he first took this role. Yeah, he definitely does. And he has like if you when you watch Rogue Nation, he like states that he wants to make this transition into doing more of a field role and you get to see that a lot in this movie and you get to see him shine in that aspect. Um he's not an Ethan Hunt, but Benji's kind of capable. Kind he's of. Ca- he's capable. He's their little child. <laughs> Okay, um, that's enough of the characters because I really, really want to talk about Well, the only this. last thing I want to say about the characters is I'm so glad Simon Pegg, who basically plays in this movie and basically now they keep having him back on here, has enjoyed this and plus, I guess, a few other projects he's done have really done well. And his buddy, um, Nick Frost, yeah. who plays Into the Bad Rooms. <gasps> Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are action star heroes. Yes. <laughs> They've gone from making Paul... And Hot Fuzz and Shaun I mean, of the Dead. Hey, to hey, this. hey! Don't knock the Cornetto trilogy because at the at the world's end, Hot Fuzz and Shaun oh, of the they're Dead. they're amazing. There are fighting in those in those. They movies. are amazing, but they've actually turned into like actual action stars. Yeah. And what and what their main. It's not action comedy. It's just action. You're right. Well, yeah. But yes. Anyways. I think Nick Frost is better in the action department, but that's because Nick Frost was apparently a rugby player. <laughs> Well, yeah, according to Augustus Sherman, he basically does everything in that movie. In Sherman Augustus. Sherman Augustus, my bad. Okay. According to Sherman Augustus, he basically does everything for what they ask for in, in the bad way. Yep. He hit somebody with a squid, and that's all I care about. Also true. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, let's go to the stunts, because it's kind of like what I really want to talk about. Right. Um, so, the stunts in this movie are the most that have ever been in any Mission Impossible movie. Which, I'm gonna say it right now, like, all of these stunts were done practically. Um, or practically. Yeah, with practical effects, essentially. Um, they refused to do a green screen, and one of the stunt coordinators said, um, so, in typical Mission Impossible fashion, we flew and dropped Tom off of it. <laughs> because, like, that's that's how they do it, and for me like it's really weird because as franchises go on they get worse like that that's usually what happens like the like yes. sequentially you get into 6 and you do bad but this is like for me is better than all the ones that I've seen before and i think it's because like even though this is the 6th installment it feels fresh like it's not technically a new story it's a sequel but at the same time, like, given all the movies that we've seen before this moment where it is just so much heavy CGI, which is awesome, like, not knocking it, it's great, but this is just really, really different compared to a lot of the stuff that we're getting visually, and they were able to pull off the most action stunts out of any Mission Impossible movie without sacrificing visuals to bad CGI or, um, you know, sacrificing script for it either. Right, which I also don't think you realize or people realize is... Like, this may be the sixth installment, but it's a sixth installment over, like, 22-plus years. Yeah, So these are once every, like, four to six years at this point versus, like, some of the sequels we get for a lot of other stuff. It's almost every year, every other, every two years. So, you know, you got three movies in six years, whereas in six years you may not even have two Mission Impossibles. Yeah, that's true. It keeps that fatigue away. Not that I believe in superhero fatigue because that's a lie, but just, like... I don't know if it's a lie, but I just, I don't know. I'm still going to show up to all those movies. I just think, like, it, the reason I don't think it's superhero fatigue, I think you can have it, like, if it's one franchise, like, one specific story happening every year, I think that's different than, like, the superhero fatigue, which is, like, there are 20 superhero movies, but they're all different. Right. Versus, like, I'm going to watch four Iron Man, there's going to be six Iron Man movies a year apart from each other, I'm going to get tired of Iron Man, no matter how much I love Robert Downey Jr. Right, right. So, yeah, that's what I meant by that. Um, but, yeah, so, Matt, do you want to talk about the stunts? Uh, I thought you were leading into that. Okay, yeah. Okay, so the stunts, um, there are a few major ones, um, and all of these are in the trailer, and if not, they're on YouTube already. And like I said, um, you just need to watch them, like, If you don't want to watch the movie, action. I think you should still at least watch this. Yeah, it's so good. I'll include the, the clip in the show notes where they talk about all the background behind the stunts, because um, it's so good. Um, so I want to start out with the fact 
that Tom Cruise is the only track, uh, the only actor to ever do a halo jump. And for those of you who don't know what a halo jump, basically it's a low, or basically it's, it's a high, high altitude, altitude low opening. Yeah, low opening. Basically, it's a very dangerous stunt of type of parachuting. You're like in another level of the atmosphere. Yes. And you have to wear a mask with, um, um, with oxygen and stuff. So the suit that they show him in the movie is actually a fully functioning suit because he jumped out the damn plane and somebody with a camera recorded him as he was jumping out. Yes. Like. Which I believe they do those. It's because of radar is why mm-hmm. they do that. So the high altitude means you're above the radar for the plane. The low altitude opening means you're below the radar for like your parachute. Yeah. And obviously you're such a small speck in the am- in the atmosphere that you don't get shown up like when you're falling. Yeah. But it's also dangerous because essentially you have about a split second to open your chute or pretty much you're going to die. Yeah, you have to open it at the exact moment because you're opening it because you're opening it so close to yes. the ground. Um which is something that's really interesting because um Though, if you look up like skydiving stuff, um, like the reasons people die skydiving is usually because they're orchestrating large, like, um, I don't know, like movements and designs in the air because when they collide together, it's a big problem. So, the fact that this movie, when they did the Halo jump, there was an entire crew with Tom and um, Henry when they, when they jumped out, like, that was their biggest concern. Like, this is really risky. Like, oh, yeah. for, like, an actor to be like, nah, I'm going to do it. I don't know if Henry did it, so I probably shouldn't have said his name. But Tom yeah, Cruise did well, it. Well, as far as we know, Henry did not do this. Okay. So so Tom Cruise did it. Henry <laughs> Henry did it in a green screen. <laughs> or they had somebody jump with for him. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And I was actually thinking the entire time, I was like, I wonder if they're doing this in a wind tunnel. And then we watched that after thing, and they were like, nope, he halo jumped. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so after the Halo jump... See, well, the only thing I will say about Halo jumps, if you've ever skydived, I've done it twice, Kate's done it once. I think the... Re- I don't... Obviously, for the radar aspect, but the other part of this is you free fall for so long. And I don't know about you, for anybody that does it, free fall to me is the best, most adrenaline part. I was terrified. No, free falling is awesome. I was terrified. But it was really fun, and I want to go, uh, par- like, uh, fucking skydiving again. Because I do want to experience it without, like, crying into my goggles because I've done it once now. I just give the you know I was going to die. But I feel like, because we did that for our third anniversary, for our sixth anniversary, we have to save up money to go do a Halo jump. Oh, they're not going to let us Halo jump. I don't think you understand how much that is. Save up all the money. Yeah. Anyways. We're not going to buy a house this year. We're yeah. going to Halo jump in two years. Yeah. But free falling <laughs> to me is, like, the most adrenaline part. I, I don't care once you pull the parachute. Nobody cares. So what you see in the movies where everybody, all that stuff happens when they're free fall and it all looks all crazy and everything else, and then when they pull the chute, they kind of pull back and everything, because the free fall when you actually skydive is the best part of the whole thing. I would argue against that. But Why? I also, because I, I, because I cried during my free fall, and I just got to kind of sit in the air, and my, my, my person let me, like, guide myself, and then she took it away, because I think it was doing Because all this stuff went to your brain when you free falled. All your endorphins, adrenaline, everything. Just we'll have to do it again, so I can like experience it when I'm not just making like my pictures. Because Matt paid for me to get pictures. Um, it's just me crying. It's terrible. I have like two good ones. Um, but anyway, let's move on to the next stunt. Yes. <laughs> so the next scene is one that's highlighted in the trailer as well, and that is the motorcycle chase. I don't think it's just highlighting the trailer. Everybody, anybody that's ever watched the Mission Impossible movie knows there's going to be a motorcycle. Yes. Ethan Hunt likes motorcycles. Tom Tom Cruise Cruise likes motorcycles. motorcycles. Um, That being said, again, in that thing that we watched in the behind the scenes for the stunts, they straight up could not film with the safety stuff that Tom Cruise was supposed to wear. And Tom Cruise said, well, we got to shoot it and just took off on his motorcycle. (laughs) And so in this stunt, and it's a really long scene, which I'll get into with some of my gripes. But um, it's a really long scene. He is driving the motorcycle um, against traffic for a really long time. He's, like, doing really sharp turns. Like, oh, he all, yeah, it, it's, it's insane. And he's doing it without a helmet. Like, he has no safety equipment with the, ex- with the exception of, like, the pads he wears under the clothes that they, like, give for motorcycle people, which is, like, yes. a requirement. But, like, they had, like, a safety box for him to have. And he was like, nope doesn't make the scene look good we just have to get this 
Uh, but no, uh, yeah, the motorcycle stuff, he basically took off in oncoming traffic and went, like you said, and pretty much I don't think people realize that a lot of people don't actually do that. And it was real oncoming traffic. Yes. Like, it was coordinated, but it was real. Like, Tom Cruise, if he had messed up, would have hit a car yeah. without a helmet on. Yeah, so, I mean, they do coordinate it, but it's kind of like playing Frogger, per se. They can give you a pattern all you want. You still got to dodge everything. Yeah. Um, so, all that was real. Um, I think, and this was, like, the only piece of CG that I noticed in the movie was when he gets hit by the car. So far as I know, he did actually hit the car, but they exaggerated how far he flew. Right. Um, and, like, the body, like, as it turns on the ground, mm-hmm. it ju- it's CG. Because, like, yeah. obviously you can't roll on the ground without a helmet. Um, however. You can, but. It, it's not advised. It's not advised. <laughs> however, there is, um, uh, Ilsa is also on a motorcycle during the scene. Um, and she, or her stunt double, hits the car, flies over it, and that was all practical. Yes, they actually hit somebody with a motorcycle or with a car. Yeah, and which I don't think like seeing some of the stuff like people are like, oh, some of these are over the top. People get hit by cars and live. You've been hit by a car. I've been hit by a car. The guy drove off and left me there. I was already <laughs> about two miles on my run, and I had another mile and a half. And basically, I just took off with the giant thing and ran the rest of the way back home. Yeah, I lived. Then I got home and called all my family because I was like, I got hit by a car and nobody <laughs> answered the phone. <laughs> That was a very, very saddening moment, knowing I just got hit by a car and nobody answers the phone. Oh, my God. But anyways, I've been hit by a car. People get hit by cars all the time. They show you, you can get hit by a car. You can do a lot of stuff with your body. Yeah. Especially for people like this who basically stay, like, we're basically been trained for, like, years and years and years. And I also think, too, like, what I think you have to take it into account, because they are stunts, is all of this stuff is coordinated. They're hitting the car at an exact spot, because right. that's going to make this fall Well, I was talking way. about just being, well, for the stunt, it, it, it makes sense, obviously. They have to be able to live. But yeah. to say, like, oh, well, people get hit by the car and they die. Yeah, no, people yeah. do, but people get hit by cars a lot. It also happens usually when they get run over, like run over yeah. by a car. Yeah, that's what they don't think. Like, if you hit the top When I was at car- UT during Foam Sword Friday, uh. a dude got hit by a bus, bounced off it, and survived with no injuries. Yeah, like, I don't think people realize you can get hit by stuff the way you hit things. And so for people who are trained and know their bodies so well, you can get hit by cars all the time. You'll yeah. be fine. You'll take a lot of bruises, but, like, to say it's like, oh, it's impossible, it's over top, no way this is real, like, no, yeah. it's totally plausible. Plus, the cool thing to note, too, and this is why it's like, oh, it's not real, well, when you're mapping out your practical effects and your stunts, you're making it so that it is doable for you to do it. Yeah. Like, it's a stunt. <laughs> it's a stunt. Um, and I think the other thing that's really cool, too, and we can kind of, like, transition this into the next stunt, is that... When Tom Cruise takes that fall that you see in the trailer, he, like, Ethan Hunt doesn't jump up and start sprinting. Ethan Hunt grabs his knife and hobbles towards another area because he can't run full speed. Which goes back to what I said earlier about them actually showing, like, the actors in pain when they take a hit. Which I guess moving into pain, we can go with the other one, which basically ballooned this budget. Yes. So the initial budget for Mission Impossible Fallout was an hundred it was $180 million, which is par for the course for Mission Impossible movies, which is not a lot of money given how much is getting put in, put into blockbusters right now. Also considering the fact that they fly to every scene around the country and do so much stuff. They were in, where were they? Um, they were in the Netherlands. They went to New Zealand. They went to London. Paris. Like, they go everywhere. They don't just yeah. throw up a green screen and say, we're now in New Zealand, this part. Which I think is also, like, the best thing about the, like, is one of the things that makes it real full, like, a full feeling in the movie. And, like, yes. why it felt so different compared to a lot of stuff we've been getting is they're not acting on a giant green screen. They're acting in the, in there. They're acting in the place. Yeah, they're actually there. It's real. They're feeling it. Like, they don't have a lot of control over it and, like, that type of thing. And, like, if you've listened to the podcast before and this isn't your first episode... Um, you know that I have a lot of problems. Like, I love practical effects. And, like, I hate it when people choose doing CG over practical when practical is, like, a choice that they have because I think that you miss a lot. And I think this movie gave me what I wanted from that. Um, Specifically in the roof jump scene that you see at the end of the trailer where he jumps from a window, bounces off, and pulls himself up. Um, In that scene, Tom Cruise tried to soften his fall because it's pretty much a belly flop onto the side of a so building. So basically Tom Cruise did the actual stunt of, I have to jump across a building without killing myself, but I have to make sure I don't actually make it all the way, but hang on. Yes. And so he put his foot out 
and the impact from him from his body towards the building actually bent his foot back and broke his either i think it broke his ankle it broke either your ankle it broke his ankle or the foot it broke something and essentially this ballooned the budget to 250 i thought yeah, this actually ballooned the budget to $250 million. Which also states about how much healthcare in this country costs. Yeah. Not well, really, because it's basically paying all the actors to go on vacation. Exactly. It's, it has nothing to do with healthcare. It has to do with the fact that the, that the movie itself was um, delayed for eight weeks following this. Yes. Um, so they had to pay everybody to you know, extend everybody's contracts, all that stuff. Um, but the as much as it's going to make it harder for them to make their budget and make money on it, one, it doesn't matter because Tom Cruise makes these movies for Tom Cruise. Um, and two, um, a lot of this money is going to be recouped through insurance uh, because it happened on set. Yes. Um, but yeah. And guess what happens? Tom Cruise breaks his foot. They only had that take. They put it in the movie because what does Tom Cruise? He goes, well, got to film the scene, pulls himself up and hobbles his way across. Which obviously leads to basically everybody knows Tom Cruise runs in his movies. And so there's so much Tom Cruise running in this movie. I don't care. If any, it's too much for me. So there's three things about Tom Cruise running. One, he apparently still ran while still hurt, which you apparently do not notice at all. No, he only ran immediately after he pulled himself up, not... Well, I don't think... No, they, when they restart filming, he oh, does, yeah, he's, that's not, right. he's, not he's not fully wanted, yeah. healed. He just wanted to get back to actually finishing the movie. Yeah, so Tom Cruise <laughs> did the rest of his stunts and all of his running on an ankle, an ankle foot that was not completely healed from being broken in multiple places because yes. of another stunt. But Tom Cruise just wanted to shoot the movie. The funny thing about Tom Cruise running is, one, it's been a big thing. They've had it. I know about, like, 10, 15 years ago, there was a bunch of, like, either videos and there was, like, theories coming out. I remember Bill Simmons wrote about it a ton, if you ever follow him. There was a video that came out, like, yesterday. Oh, I'm sure there are. how much time Tom But I'm talking Cruise about, there's, but I'm talking about a lot running. of this stuff has been going on since, like, 2000s. Like, yeah. the early 2000s, the late 90s. And nobody ever knows whether Tom Cruise is fast or not. <laughs> We've never figured out whether Tom Cruise can he actually looks run. Fast. But I will say this: one, at least, however Tom Cruise is telling his directors or whatever and producing the shots, he looks fast and he's great at doing it. And two, he's got some pretty damn good form, <laughs> considering I had to watch the Flash look like he was—I don't know what he was doing. He was speed skating. Sure, Tom Cruise looks like he can actually run, and that's been the one thing that's fascinating. People don't ever know whether he's actually fast, but he runs, and his form makes him look like he's fast. I'm assuming they probably put him on a track. Because I know that they, they're doing that with, um, they've done that with a few other ones, but I know Gal Gadot on hers, um, they have her, because she's supposed to have super speed, or like, not mm-hmm. super speed, but she runs faster than your average human. Um, they have her essentially a harness pulling her forward while she runs. And yeah, so I don't it know. accentuates how fast she's running. But that's different than, like, Ethan Hunt's still a human and within human range of running. Yeah, I mean, so. I don't know. Also, know he ran across the rooftop, so. Yes. Which that scene is phenomenal. We won't tell you more about that because that, yeah, it's just great. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, and then like the next major one is a two-parter. Um, yes, a a rope climb onto a helicopter, which he then commandeers, yes. um, and so essentially, Tom Cruise shimmies his way up a rope, and then falls, and then when he fell. The director was like, I heard somebody say into the radio, I think we just lost Tom. <laughs> because this is a moment where they're like, well, we can do this on a green screen and it'll be safe. And Tom Cruise is like, nah. Won't get time for green screen. <laughs> real. People want to see real effects and real stuff. Which he says in that stunt thing. Well, he does. And that's why I've always liked a lot of these movies. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I, I prefer the I mean, the people practical. give shit about all that stuff, and I'm like, really? I can go watch people just do a bunch of green screen stuff, or I can watch somebody actually climb up. Which is leads to me, like, knowing and seeing all this, like, when people say with the dumb action movies, well, they're over the top and stuff. I'm like, well, maybe. But I actually watched him do it, and he actually has, yeah. he did it himself. Yeah. It's so this hard to say it's over the top when it is somebody <laughs> actually performing yes. that thing and not relying on a green This is screen. all fake. Like, really? He, he did it. I mean, did he probably have a safety harness or something? Sure, yeah. but he literally he but he still did, did it. Did it. <laughs> he climbed up a rope while a helicopter was flying through the sky. And then he fell. <laughs> and they thought he died. 
But he didn't. <laughs> um, and then he commandeers the helicopter um, and does like a 360 nosedive. This is by far the most impressive thing that I've heard. Obviously, between the halo jumps and everything, which I was surprised that no other actor apparently has ever done that, but I'm actually not that surprised. But the fact that he literally flew the helicopter. Yeah, he flew the helicopter when even when when it, when he does the nosedive, that is the, an actual helicopter that Tom Cruise is flying. Tom Cruise flew a helicopter. He did everything. He flew the damn helicopter. This need to, I, I literally you could probably just cut out this entire episode and went Tom Cruise hopped in a helicopter and he did a bunch of crazy stunts and lived and flew the damn helicopter. And that's really all you need to know. I mean, like, I could honestly say, like, as somebody, like, learning all this information and actually watching these sh- these stunts executed on screen, like, I don't like Tom Cruise as a person at all. I hate that he's a Scientologist. I hate that he's a dick. I'd be a dick, too, but, if I could fly a helicopter. <laughs> but I have, like, watching this movie and knowing the amount of work that went into the stunt coordination and the fact that he did all the stunts himself, to me, I have a respect for him as an actor and an action like an action actor than I than I do with like any other action star just because of how much work has gone into it and especially like he's 55 he's been doing this for years and he's still popping out amazing scenes. Well I mean put it this way all I know is if I see a bunch of people who are considered action stars and all they do is green screen stuff and stunt doubles and everything else and I'm 56 doing my own stunts yeah I'd be a dick to him too. Well, he's not a dick specifically to them. He's just a dick well, to whoever... Well, I know, but I'm talking about, like, I would walk around like I'm an arrogant bastard. Okay. At least you acknowledge that he's an arrogant bastard. I don't care. If I did, if I could fly <laughs> a helicopter and do halo jumps and did everything and look at somebody, oh, I did it on a green screen. Shut up. You can do yeah. anything. That is true. I also love <laughs> Michael Pena, so I can't give him shit for Scientology anymore because Michael Pena is a Scientologist. Well, that was just a funny thing. Like I, People try to do that and give him shit all the time, which is fair and fine. But the fact that people ignore, the, like, if you go look up the list, how many actual people there are that are famous in there, I'm like, shut up, please. And then if you look up a bunch of other stuff on everybody, just boycott all movies. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I think on the scale of terrible things that celebrities do tom cruise is very very at the bottom of that also true compared to what's been coming out and stuff like that anyway um yeah so that's pretty much do you have anything else uh, that's pretty much all i have for the stunts do you have anything else no because i knew about all this before and i knew about this in the franchise that basically tom cruise does all this stuff well like I he know, rock climbed in this show in this one again like i know that he does his stunts but it's like i like i guess like the scale of these stunts were really big with a lot of risk which is why he broke his foot. <laughs> Tom Cruise is an old guy that likes adrenaline and likes action and stuff, and so he just says, I want to go make a movie, and I'm going to go jump out of buildings and airplanes. So I'm assuming that you're going to be Tom Cruise when you're 56, minus I would totally be like, if I could just go jump out of airplanes and off buildings and jumps. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but no, but uh, I guess for me it's like, way I like this stuff because we talked about these stunts they are big over the top but they don't seem to me stupidly over the top I still think pretty much 90 like I said I think 85 to 90 percent like even talking about looking at like even possibly even higher up to 95 percent of the stuff is very believable and happening yeah and it can be done it's not some stupid thing and I'll bring it up again somebody breaking out of a cast by flexing is not possible somebody surviving a building falling on them or picking up some damn missile thing is not fucking possible I watched somebody climb up a rope of a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's fair. And I also think, too, like, I, I do think that there are, like, I think it's a different market of person that this movie is going to. Because, like, I think that they're, like, ultimately when it comes down to it, like, you have, like, intense spy thrillers. Which I think they versus, go back to pretty well in this movie. Yeah, versus, like, I just want to go see stuff explode and turn my brain off. Like, they're, those are, and, like, neither one is better than the other. Like, Oh, like, yes, they are. Not, I'm sorry. No. I will not ever, con- I will not ever be a part of. We need to go watch the dumb stuff. You can blow say up. personally, this is better for I me. I just said I will never be a part of people who want to just go watch stuff blow up. And that's fine. That's why we haven't seen skyscraper, and I'm really sad. I will about never it. see skyscraper. <laughs> I don't care to see skyscraper. I want to see it, but because I enjoy those movies, like there are different audiences and different subgenres of action, and I think this one does a really good job of bringing us back to that like spy action stuff that we haven't seen in quite a while yeah because people got a short attention spans they don't want to see anything they just want to watch explosions 
I mean, Michael Bay made a career on it. Yeah, he Everything did. Everything a Bumblebee movie. Mm. <laughs> he looks adorable. I don't care. I don't know if it's Michael Bay, but he looks adorable. I'm pretty sure I don't think that's Michael Bay doing that movie. He looks adorable. I could be wrong, but I don't think he is. Bumblebee looks adorable. I don't care. Um, but anyways, I just know with what you can do with the human body, especially if you trained your human body and being that and watching all this stuff, I just don't see a lot of this stuff being well over the top. I mean, I think it's over the top in the fact that it will only ever happen in an action movie. Over right. the top, because all action movies are over the top, so I think to say it's not over the top is not accurate. But I Okay, think I'm, it's, when it's, I say over the top, I'm talking about like... I've seen movies where people do stuff that I'm like, this is literally physically impossible. Okay. It's within a realm of possibility. Yeah. I'm not talking about like, oh, am I going to see people doing this stuff every day in my life or on the news? No. So you're but not But what saying... I'm talking about like is... There's over the top to me is when I see something that I know is physically, by the laws of physics, or by the human body, impossible. Okay, because, like, for me, over the top just means really big action scenes. That's it. Oh, no. Well, I mean, no. So, like, it just is, like, just to classify it, like, you're talking about it has to do with it. It, All of this is within the realm of possibility, whereas what you're classifying as over the top is not. Yeah, because to me, like, when we go to, when you go see any type of action movie, superhero movie at this point, or anything... We all know it's fake, and it's not happening in your everyday life. But what I'm looking at most of this part is, if anything were to ever happen, can this possibly, physically be possible to do? Yeah. I want to see Chris Evans and Henry Cavill wrestle. Like I said, like, that, obviously the superhero ones are a little different realm. because that we have this... That would the realm of oh, But no, a lot of the other ones, like, no, it's like, oh... He did this, like, no, that's not physically possible. It's, it's impossible. Because they're superheroes. No, I'm talking about even a lot of the action movies that are, like, a lot of the dumb action movies that come, like... Like the Expendables? Oh, those are terrible. <laughs> those are awful. Awful. Anyway, let's wrap up. Yes. What was your best moment of the movie? Uh, best moment? Well, considering we're trying to keep this a spoiler-free moment movie. Okay, yeah, so best spoiler-free moment of the movie. Honestly, just knowing that Tom Cruise flew a damn helicopter. I don't have to know anything else. Um, mine is anytime Henry Cavill is fighting and they give me, a, you get to see how thick he is. He's a nice butt. That and they were just really well choreographed fight scenes. It's actually really well. They were extremely well choreographed fight scenes and the fight style that um, Henry Cavill has compared to Ethan Hunt and even um, um, Ilsa is very different. Like they all have different fight styles, so when they're in a scene together, mm-hmm. you can you can see those differences and it's really fun to see. So like the fight choreography in this movie is really good. I really love the way Henry Cavell fought. Um, but he's also hot, so that helps. So oh this may gosh. be a biased judgment. We'll say probably my favorite part of the movie is what we got back to I guess is the improvision that all the characters end up doing, improvising. Mm-hmm. Because you, I think we, I think a lot of movies with the dumbed down stuff, you lose that stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, worst, or I guess any complaints you have. The only complaint I have is there are a few there things. Wasn't enough Tom Cruise. No, um, <laughs> there are plenty of Tom Cruise. More running. There, I don't even. Bo- I don't get bothered about the running. <laughs> I don't care. There were a few things. There were a few things that were kind of like little. He definitely like little over dramatic. That I was like, oh, come on. I actually on. think Tom Cruise's acting was the worst out of everybody. You know what? This is Tom Cruise's baby. He lets you know with some of those overdramatic scenes that this is Tom Cruise's baby. Yeah. <laughs> he was the worst actor out of everybody, though. I will just say that. Um, I guess depending on what we're talking about. I think there's he has by far some of the like weirdest line deliveries, but I think there's still plenty of stuff you can tell he's still an A-list actor. Well, I, I'm just saying, like, overall, just from, like, the script deliveries, like, he doesn't, because he has, like, an emotional scene, and you don't, re- I did not feel that, whereas Ving Rhames has an emotional scene, and I'm like, <gasps> you're killing me, Ving Rhames! So, yeah. Yeah. I can go with that. Yeah. I think there's still a few moments where, like, that, that, that Tom Cruise definitely shows, like, how well he's an actor. But he definitely has, like, the I think lo- he just does it better when he's angry. <laughs> yeah, like I said, the, the angry stuff and some of the stuff when you see what he thinks, he does very well. The stuff that looks like it's definitely like, on the fly, he does amazingly. But I, the emotion is but, where but, he like, but the stuff when all of a sudden we have to slow it down for a second, you can tell, like, oh, come on. So he's an action star. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of stuff like, oh, this is actually really well done, and then there's another few parts. Like, um, time-wise, there's a few things, like... Is that how, this movie was two hours and No, not how long the movie was. 
within the movie of taking place, some of the time stuff is weird. Oh, like the pacing? Basically, as in a lot of the movies that we have, that basically this is not the only one. It's, I have a complaint about this in a lot of movies. It is basically there's a certain task within a certain amount of time, and it doesn't add up to everything that happens. They shove a lot in that small amount of time. Yeah. They do decently, but they're definitely, you can tell, like, this didn't take yeah. that long. But no, to be fair, that's in a lot of movies, and I've complained about that in a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, mine is a timing issue, but it's more for the fact that I think this movie was too long. Um, like two hours and 30 minutes. It was, it was a great action packed thing and I wasn't necessarily bored except for the fact that there are some of these action scenes, um, not necessarily stunts, but just action scenes where it just goes on too long. And so like there's a, the car chase, I think the motorcycle chase goes on too long as well. Um, I think the running goes on too long. Like, there are just some pieces, because it's highlighted because there's no talking, there's nothing else happening other than just that one thing, and I get a little bored. Now, the music behind it is great, because it is accented by a phenomenal score, but at the same time, I wanted those scenes to end, like, 10 to, like, depending on them, like, about 10 to maybe 20, 25 seconds faster um, I enjoyed the music. And I thought the score was amazing, so it doesn't bother me. And I actually enjoy like a lot of the stuff they do with this movie, and especially they do a lot in spy movies, which they go back to is silently walking around places. Yes, yeah, the and silence, staring at each other. The silence and the maneuvering and just having the music play, I enjoy the most. I don't need I somebody. Did not. I do not need somebody talking in every scene for it to be a good scene. No, no, no. So I have a problem with how they did it, though. Like. The like the car chase could have been long. It just went on too long. I mean, that's and fair. then like the like the specific I guess like maneuver you're talking about. They're not talking, but they're like eye fucking each other from across the room. And I'm just like, you have to do that. That's the way yeah, it works. I, I don't care. That's the it, way was it works. Too long because there's so much stuff. Like I, too long, just too long. How it works. Too much random walking. Too much like too long running scenes. Like. Because, like, the running scene was great when Benji was talking through it, but then that entire last end, like, there's a chunk where it doesn't happen. But it doesn't bother me because the music basically takes over where a thing, and I guess I enjoy the music. That's great, but it bothers me. That's fine. And this is my complaint. And this is why I can't give this movie a perfect score. That's fine. (laughs) The music is really good, though. The music does a great job of immersing. I think the fact that they are, there is no green screen, and they are on set, and the fact that they, with the music that does go in... You could probably literally just have out its footage of the entire movie the whole time, and I'd be fine. Oh, I could God. watch it, and I'd watch an hour of just different footage with just that music playing. I'd be okay. You're weird. Why? I wouldn't do that. It's just nature. What's the difference between going on a hike? That's all nature. it is. It's nature with Tom Cruise running. What are you doing? Walking? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Um, so, uh, should people go see this? Absolutely. I'm not going to tell you not to. I think you should. Considering some of the other movies people go see, absolutely. Yep, I think you should definitely go see this. I think ultimately it's like it's probably shot to like one of my favorite action movies of all time in all honesty. I love this movie. This probably is my favorite movie of the year. <gasps> I would rewatch this movie more than pretty much anything else we got out, right? Justice League? Well, obviously. <laughs> no, I would definitely rewatch this movie over pretty much anything that we've seen this year. I wouldn't, but cool. I don't care. I would still watch it ten times. But, like, if you gave me one of the movies we got this year and this one, I would probably choose the other one to rewatch. So how many would you choose over then? Uh, Black Panther and Deadpool. Deadpool would be up there. But Deadpool more so. Like, it would be... I say Deadpool would be pretty close up there with me, but... However, I have heard... That Black Panther watching at home is not as good as watching the theater. I've, like, also, I've, also, I've also that, heard that too, which kind of worries me. Um, actually, no, I would watch Deadpool, Ant Man and the Wasp, and Black Panther multiple times. As far as what they do and everything, the sets of like thing, this movie blows Ant Man and the Wasp yeah. out of the water. No. Yes. No. <laughs> no, Matt. Blasphemer. Okay. Um. Anyway, yeah, I rate it at a four point five. Um. Sprinting Tom Cruises out of five. So he only has like 0.5 steps. Is that because he has a broken ankle? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I'm going to rate it 
I guess we're, are we doing a scale of five, I guess? Yeah, scale of five. Okay, then I'll go awesome. I'm going to go 4.7 helicopter dives out of five. <laughs> you flew a fucking helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, you can find us. Um, Name me another action star that's flown a helicopter. There has to be one. The rock ain't flying no helicopter. Oh my god, Matt, stop trying to start fights. <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, so if you watch this movie, let us know. Let us know what you think about it. Go ahead and tweet at us at PC. And if you want some more background on Mission Impossible, its history, and why it still matters today, um, go ahead and check out our last episode, episode 70, where we talk all about Mission Impossible and its like almost 60-year run in pop culture. Um, you, as always, you can find me at OMMithRandier on Twitter. Matt? Me and Tom Cruise are commandeering a helicopter. Oh We're my out God, of here. Matt. This is my life, people. <laughs>